Heights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Heights and Bites Podcast. Heights and Bites. Podcasting, talking about wrestling with only two of us. Because Lindsay can't be here. You're going to find out that in just a second. Do you remember that he is still on the main roster? I had forgotten until he was on Raw. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the illustrious Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Hort Business, Danielle Radford. And that's Hort with a T. For those of you that don't see the script, yeah. that is how you spell horned. All horned up. Let's start with a bit of news from Raw. Drew McIntyre was all set to take part in the absolute guaranteed dream WWE title match against Goldberg at the Royal Rumble. But now that match is in question. So the WWE champion has the Rona. Whoops. I, I understand Julian's um, sarcasm on that absolute guaranteed dream. Yes. I still made Marge Simpson noises. Like, it couldn't they couldn't help coming out of my body. Just... <laughs> That's, this is a pleasant podcasting experience. <laughs> Just me and Hal grunting noises into our microphones. This is what you pay for. <laughs> Max is fun. Yeah. This is what happens when the Brit isn't here. It's just two Americans com- communicating through a series of grunts. <laughs> like we normally do. Like we would do. if Donnie wasn't here. <laughs> this is the way. First of all, I, who knows? I'm sure it would have been an okay match. I get, like, nobody asked for Goldberg to come back and do this. I I have to recuse myself because I know him personally, and he's a really, really, like super nice solid good guy and i'm happy yeah. for him i know he's got a family anything he, that he does that that improves life for him and his and his wife and children is okay by me the bigger issue here of course is coronavirus now i'm a huge nba fan and i've had to watch my beloved 76ers play games shorthanded and then play against other teams shorthanded neither of which are fair there are five players on the washington wizards that have all tested positive for covid-19 wwe and aew are in a slightly different situation because they are quote unquote bubbled in that they're not traveling from city to city they're in one place now that doesn't mean that that, that they're regulating the lives of their talent when they are not performing and that's where the problem comes. COVID is making it very difficult to do, to have any kind of continuity in sports because people are constantly testing positive unless you do what the NBA did last off season, which was an unqualified success, but also hurt them economically and drove the players insane because they couldn't go and, you know, all of a sudden they had to live in a hotel room for three, you know, in the Lakers case, what, four months, three, four months they were there and the heat as well. So how is this going to affect everything moving forward? This could potentially throw a huge wrench in WWE's plans. Well, and here's the thing is like, you know, uh, just like no STI shaming. I'm also at a point where it's like, you know, unless I saw you on a party bus um, and I can make and because I will make fun of you if I see you on a party bus. It's also like people have to go to the store. 
You know, people have to mm-hmm. like this thing is spread so far and not everybody is like cra- your, your crazy Aunt Danielle who bleaches everything that comes into her fucking house. Not everybody is an insane person like me. Obviously, like we're on the road. So having that affect this right now is so detrimental. Um, you know, I wasn't looking forward to this match. I don't want it to not happen because one of the contestants is sick. <laughs> like that's not how I wanted this to happen. I would have preferred that right. Goldberg uh spend his very nice uh great family man have an ass at home. Uh <laughs> just just because um this isn't a match that I necessarily wanted, but this isn't yeah, this isn't how I wanted this to end and I mean, it's not look, I we're all fatigued right now and it's not just like i want to go outside and not wear a mask like we're all tired and we're burnt out and i i think that obviously there were all these people who were like hey guys don't get super excited about the year switching because all that is is a date on a calendar and all of us were like let us have something and then we had something and it turned out to be nothing it was nothing 2021 is Uh it's the same year it's just look it's the extended director's cut you went in thinking you were watching regular lord of the rings and now it's three hours long and you don't understand why your date did this to you without telling you beforehand and so uh you know I, i mean it's obviously people are you know even if you're breaking your circles and stuff we live in la man like it's you know, I know someone who just got the Rona and wanted me to hang out with them a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, you guys know what's happening right now. Like, no, there's no hanging out. I hang out on Zoom. And it's like it would have put that right in my bubble where I would have gotten sick. So it's like I'm glad that I made those decisions. But that's also like a really hard thing to do. Um, this is now the Rona podcast. But yeah, so obviously this is going yeah. to affect um things moving forward i hope that drew gets better soon um i hope that they just uh, a pipeline to all the good meds i hope everyone who's sick gets the good meds um but that's i you know we knew that this was a certainty when it was like it wasn't even like this could happen when they said they were coming back we knew this was going to happen and it's happened several times now that people have gotten sick with the rona um throughout sports so and throughout wrestling yeah, it also came out this week, and maybe this is old news, but apparently Chris Jericho recently said that he had COVID back in September. Yeah. It's odd. That feels like information that should have come out in September. It's such a hard line because on the one hand, it's like someone's personal health information is their personal health information. So I'm always on the side of like, we don't need to know. It's not our business. But when you do have a bunch of people coming in and you're because were they they had crowds when they were taping in september correct so it's like mm-hmm. then at that point it be it does kind of become at least the business of the people who were there and if they had alerted those people that someone in the room definitely had the rona we would have known because wrestling fans can't keep our fucking mouths shut so if they would have sent out like something <laughs> for tickets it's like hey like just saying maybe somebody there had the thing and you should go get yourself tested that would have been on the front page of everything like every sport every you know uh related wrestling website um all of the people who call themselves journalists who aren't really journalists would have put that out we would have heard about it so i am so torn on this because on the one hand i do believe that people's health is their own business and it's not our business and i think that like but it's also in a case like that where you do have people who are not in who who 
knew that this was a risk, but they are not getting paid to be there. It's not part of their livelihood. They are there only voluntarily because that's the only way that it affects them. They're there for enjoyment. Yeah, those people should have right. known that they were in the room with somebody who definitely, definitely, if he was there. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think back. My memory... I got hit by a bus, you guys. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. So my brain is my brain is no. squishy. Um, it's squishy and it comes out of my ears sometimes. So I don't. I'm trying to remember if there was a lapse of when we saw Jericho on TV, and that's hard because I know that sometimes these things are pre-taped. So you know, I'm sure that someone more industrious than than me has gone and done the math on when um, he was doing tapings in September. Um, I just hope that everybody stayed safe and it didn't wind up affecting anybody outside of his, oh, I didn't mean to do this pun, inner circle. God damn it. I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I feel bad about it. I'll tell you what, we've already talked about one of the R's of this podcast, which is Rona. Let's talk about the other R, which is wrestling. (laughs) The Royal Rumble, two more R's around the corner, January 31st, two weeks from this Sunday as of our recording this, which is on Friday the 15th of January, the year of our Spaghetti Monster 2021. We uh, only have six entrants announced in each each of the Royal Rumbles, the men... Men's Royal Rumble has Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, and The Miz. And then the Women's Royal Rumble match so far has Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. Obviously more names on the way with with tonight's edition of SmackDown and Monday's edition of Raw. That will start to fill out. Generally, I think they tell you, you get maybe 20 to 25 of the entrants, so they have a couple surprises and a couple that just, you know... Like back in the day when they would have Chaz, not picking on Chaz, but like when Chaz would come into the Royal Rumble, they didn't need to have that name on the list ahead of time. <laughs> it might be filled in on the website beforehand, but they weren't going to use airtime for it. I still feel it's my favorite event. Me it's too. my favorite event of the year. Always. It always, even the bad ones, I still enjoy. Last year's was so good. And I'm really looking forward to this year's as well. I know it's early. Do you have a prediction for the men's rumble or the women's rumble? I never rumble? do. And honestly, like, I stop paying. <laughs> no, I never do. And I honestly, I stop paying attention. I think it's cute that they tell us who's in the rumble. <laughs> I think that that's a very cute thing that they do. I Look, it's going to sure. be everyone who is currently on TV and then, like, 10 yeah. or 11 more people. <laughs> like, that's what the rumble winds up being. I just want to go in surprised. Because I, I, it's not going to be like if Daniel Bryan shows up, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's not sure. you. But, sure. yeah, so, no, I have I have no predictions. I love the rumble. That's my favorite part of the rumble is going into it completely like anything could happen. You know, uh, uh, the gobbledygooker could show up. Like, who knows? Don't tease me. I know. I know that you would be re- you're really exci- excited to see that gobble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And what can I say? Um, but yeah, no. So I never I never have predictions. I just want to watch it and and just enjoy. It's the most fun you can have counting all year because it is. Like, that's all we do is it's just a bunch of like <laughs> uh, just saying just saying the number one over and over again. Never felt so good. I can't wait for special ring announcer the count to show up. Hey! One, that's oh. one royal rumble Don't member. Threat- How have they not Don't threaten done me that with a good yet? time. Seriously, I'm going to go out on a limb with a very controversial Ooh. prediction. 
which is that it is Daniel Bryan's year to win the Royal Rumble so that he can go on to face Roman Reigns because that's been the direction they've been heading for months. Speaking of Roman Reigns, I have friends that that are that I'm in a a wrestling text thread with, and I'll, sometimes we'll text individually. And one of them watches the pay per views but doesn't keep up with the week to week. And I told him to go back. I said everything that Roman Reigns has touched since his return has been pure gold. And while the idea of him facing Adam Pierce, who has not wrestled in some time, and is currently the producer, he's the on-screen producer of of SmackDown and Raw. I think he appears on Raw as well. That they are forcing him into a match seems on paper to be a bad idea. That's not a match anybody wants to see. However, having watched SmackDown last week and the gauntlet match and watching them come in and destroy Shinsuke Nakamura and then beat up Adam Pierce and then throw Adam Pierce on top of Shinsuke Nakamura just to pu- just as punishment for him is so good it's so good i just have complete trust in that storyline they've brought me into the point where it would take a lot to shake me loose from believing that what they're doing is good and entertaining and fun. How do you feel about um, it, Yeah, I really like that. I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, I like this. I like positive Hal. I like, this is why I like when we get on the road, because Hal starts getting real pumped when we start getting to Royal Rumble, and it makes me, it's time. It makes me so happy. It's a happy it's not, time. Yeah, it, like, it, look, we have ice cream Christmas, but the Royal Rumble is what? Like, it's, it's at least a snack table, right? It's at least like where you keep your savory snacks. It's me. It's the bucket of candy that I get to eat. I get to a bunch of different pieces of candy. I can mix some together. I can eat them separately if I want. Oh, it's like those airheads with the question mark on it. <laughs> yeah. Which one it's, is this? It's the be? mystery dum-dum. It's a whole bucket of those. <laughs> we can we can eat up. And all dum-dums that, are good. It's not like jelly yeah. bellies. SmackDown was good overall. Good program. Raw, I, I had to sort of skip through most of it. It's just too much. It's too much with all of it. The Fireball and Orton. I don't want to get into the negative, but... I, I will say that is something I'm looking forward to is this continued build. SmackDown has become a little bit more of appointment television for me than it has. And a lot of the main brands have, have struggled quality-wise sort of off and on. But I feel like SmackDown has a lot going on. I thought the Big E and Apollo Crews match was really fun. Big E and Apollo Crews has been such a fun build. Um, just Big E is having such a great time with it. And Apollo Crews, like... Uh, I feel like this is the first time they've really managed to give that man a personality, which is great because that was uh, that was needed and necessary. And it's not his fault, man. You go up there and you do what they tell you to do. And if they tell you to to smile and flip, then baby, you're smiling and flipping. Um, but I've been enjoying a lot of that program. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I know I said it's funny. We recorded those that New Year's the 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 new year's resolution episode so early and my my hope was for Sami Zayn to have a good program for the intercontinental title and then of course he lost it before january 1st to big e <laughs> but big e good champion it's a good stepping stone for him i want to see what he does with it I, certainly no problems with him at all excited to see where that goes but also it needs a signature feud maybe this is it maybe these two guys can can build a good feud around it that not only elevates the title but makes both of them look good. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need in a feud. It helps when one person is established and comes in to elevate the other. 
it also helps when a title is highly coveted or or visible or is has been portrayed to have prestige because that helps plus it in this case Big E certainly not, you know neither of them are slouches at all mm-hmm. also neither of them are huge singles competitors or are have are greatly established even though Big E had the Intercontinental title back in 2013 I think mm. 2013 2014 it was pre new day stuff so yeah like probably yeah. like 2014 maybe in 2013 holy cow I think it was 2013. Yeah. It was fall of 2013, yeah. and then you lost it. There is no pre-New Day. It's all new. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, yeah. There is only New Day. But this is an opportunity where they can all work to All three things can work together, and then, and then all come out of it better, the title and both wrestlers. And that's exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about not only the Rumble, but other good things happening, which is NXT's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which will feature both the men's and women's tournament this year. On Wednesday night, we had the Grizzled Young Veterans taking on EverRise, then MSK defeated Jake Atlas and Isaiah Scott, and Adam Cole and Roddy Strong beat Brizango. Yeah, this was a really fun show. I loved, loved all of the stuff with uh, Undisputed Era and them coming out and helping out Finn when Finn uh, was getting that ass beat. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then, and then he. I always love that. I love that like uh, 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 respectorama where they come out and they're like, "I respect you," and we're the only ones that get to beat your face in. And then he comes out for them during their match and is like, "No, but I respect you, and I'm the only one that gets to beat your face in." I love that. Like that's one of my. <laughs> I think that I respect you enough that I won't let anyone else hit you is mm-hmm. one of my favorite wrestling tropes. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, all of this was really, really good. Um, MSK was fantastic. That What a yes. great debut. Yeah, they look great. NXT does a really good job debuting their talent. Yeah, they do. They do a really they good do. job. Maybe the best job... Uh, it, well, certainly, in the, everything I talk about, when I say the best, for those of you listening who are more globally tuned to what's going on in wrestling than I am, I'm speaking just about North America. That's all That's all I can really comment on. I'm just making you aware of that. I realize I say that a lot, and then people will be like, what about in New Japan or, what? you know, whatever other – I didn't see it. I can only t- – I'm just saying of what I've seen mm-hmm. and what's available in this country, which I watch pretty regularly. So back off. Nobody. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for yelling at that no one fan. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, just in case they ever show up, this is recorded and teed up for them. Uh, I want them versus Vacant. Just our straw man fan <laughs> versus Vacant. For the parts unknown title. Yes. <laughs> the Way was in action last night as well. Or two nights ago. My goodness. I forgot it's Friday. Right. Time is meaningless. It means nothing. Candice LeRae took on Shotzi Blackheart and Johnny Gargano took on Dexter Loomis. Both really fun matches. Yeah, no, that was great. And with the, uh, oh, I can't think of her name right now, but with the interference on the- Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell, thank you. Um, with the interference on that match, I, everybody came out of that looking great. Every single mm-hmm. person in that match came out looking like a star. And again, like I can't stress this enough. I know that I say it all the time, but tiny little tank, y'all. So good. Tiny, tiny little tank. Uh, has, tank has my heart forever. forever. Is there a reason, and maybe you will know, and maybe it was a tribute to something, I don't know, mm. but it seemed like a lot of people were wearing like black and red tights or had like a black and red thing. Was it a coincidence or was that like 
for something. Someone will tell me, I'm sure. Yeah, I did, nothing I'm aware I mean, of. Wrestlers only have like three or four color schemes that they like to work with. So it's like, you know, red and black, all black, all white. Go uh, back and no, go back and watch it. Like there was a lot of red and black on this, but yeah, you're right. Spider Man colors. And that's your there's your four. So right. <laughs> those are four <laughs> your primary colors. wrestling colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're working off the Spider Man palette. There's there's Venom, Miles Morales, <laughs> Peter Parker, and that's it. Well no, oh, another Spider Gwen. Another Spider Gwen. But Spider Man twenty ninety nine, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> uh one thing I'm very excited about. Well actually two things. I'm excited to return to the pit next week. With Tommaso Ciampa and uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Timothy uh, Timothy Hitchcock. Thatcher. I know that's not his name. <laughs> no, I don't want to know his name. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> Timothy Hitchcock. Timothy Hatchett. Buddy Hackett and Tommaso Ciampa are heading into the pit. They had a really good interview segment. I'm looking forward to that. But, but of course, the most exciting thing will be Pete Dunne and Finn Balor facing off. Yes. Man bun Pete Dunne. <laughs> so into it uh, again like they built up that heat so well during this episode um in, in the it's the ford focus respectathon or whatever like <laughs> brought to you by lugs <laughs> it's respect month respect <laughs> but yeah it was uh it was great and i'm loving the build-up and i'm loving finn you know his, his uh his promo was great yes yell right into the camera yell right at me tell me how nobody manufactures cloth the way that you were cut from the cloth or something about cloth i don't know he kept talking about clothes uh, <laughs> he, kept, he kept talking about cloth uh, <laughs> so a little piece of advice to whoever wants to come at finn next remember one thing they stop manufacturing the cloth that I'm cut from. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the he, Phantom Thread. <laughs> phantom Thread. He starts coughing. Um, yeah. That's a reference for people who know wrestling and the Phantom Thread. So just me and you, Hal. Just yeah. me Woo. and you. Uh, but yeah, that was a great promo that he cut. Uh, I'm really, really, really excited for this matchup. I love Pete Dunne. I love that he looks like every dude I knew back home in Seattle with his vest. Um, <laughs> does he drive a Geo Metro? Maybe. Probably. Finally, Lindsay's not here. So in a rare turn of events, one time only, who knows? I will be delivering the hottest segment in wrestling and podcasting, what happened in the AEW women's division this week? Are you ready, Danielle? I am ready. What happened? There was one match and also a segment that I'm going to talk about later. So you're going to have to wait oh, for that. Exciting. You're going to have to wait for the three count to find out more about that. They had a match between Ty Conti and Serena Deeb for that wrestling championship that is not the AEW women's championship. Yes. So... And it was a good match, and they're both good wrestlers, and Serena Deeb won, and it wasn't long enough. And there you go. There we go. But there were plenty of dicks and balls all over that show. <laughs> and it was that was fine, too. Plenty of good stuff there also. You know, anytime MJF has a microphone, good things happen. Papa Hal happy. Be- that's right, Papa Hal Happy. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, 
there's a new player on the video game scene, and we are going to have our own sneak preview of our thoughts about it. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Bria Grant, an e-reader who loves spoilers and chocolate. And I'm Mallory O'Mara, a print book collector who will murder you if you spoil a book for me. And we're the hosts of Reading Glasses, a podcast designed to help you read better. Over the past few years, we've figured out why people read. Self-improvement. Escapism. To distract ourselves from the world burning down. And why they don't. Not enough time. Not knowing what to read. And being overwhelmed by the number on their TBR list. And we're here to help you with that. We will help you conquer your TBR pile while probably adding a bunch of books to it. Reading glasses. Every week on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by Daniel Radford. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) AEW has long promised that they'd release a new video game featuring their promotion and roster. Now, more details have been released, including Tyra's screenshots from the game and video, a brief video clip of gameplay. That, of course, like every preview clip you see of a game that's probably 10% done, these may not be the final visuals, which really means these will not be the final visuals. It will not look like this or feel like this. I feel like a lot of the times the preview version of a game that you see is the best version of the game that they cannot replicate. And if that is the case, I have concerns. (laughs) Maybe we should start with a, a little bit of story. Kenny Omega has, has hands all over this. He is a, uh, as as we all know, a huge gamer. And part of his coming into AEW is wanting some control over the gaming aspects. He wants it to be like a virtual pro virtual pro wrestler, no mercy. It's being developed with, by Ukes, who did a lot of the early SmackDown stuff along with Jack Specific. So there's stuff to like there. Um, however... Uh-huh. What did you think of the screenshots, Danielle? Let's um, start there. I I sent them to you all, and I and I said I yep. have been laughing at this for the past five minutes or something like that. Um, they're not. I I I don't like the models, and I know mm-hmm. that it's a stylized art decision, but it looks yep. like they took no mercy and just like dumped clear resin on it, and it was like this is this is it now. Um, yeah. Kenny Omega looks like an overstuffed couch. Yes. And I don't know what's going on with, with Jericho. Um, it's, Ooh. but the models. Melting candle. Yeah. The, the models themselves, um, you know, and I've never been one of those people that was like, ah, you play video games for the graphics, for the graphics. I used to work at a video game store and people who would say that would get on my nerves because I was a pretentious douchebag. Um, but, but I've never been one of those people. Like if the gameplay is good, I'm going to play it. But the first thing I thought when I saw like the models, it reminded me, <clears throat> oh man, what was that puzzle game that I got really into? And we actually had um, some listeners 
got into the game too. Oh yeah, the WWE uh, Battleground. I think that's what it's like Battle. It was like the like the little swipey thing, right? Or you would yeah. Yeah, but yeah it was a puzzle game. It, it, it played a lot like Super Puzzle Fighter, right? And, but mm-hmm. with wrestlers, and then you would get more cards, and then those cards you would like get more wrestlers. It kind of reminded me almost of that. Um, which that works, I think, in kind of a setting where it's not supposed to be just wrestling. I don't know. Maybe this works for people. Maybe I'm just being like a dork because I don't necessarily need it to be something where it's so where it looks exactly like people. Like I don't need the uncanny divide, uncanny divide, uncanny valley. Uncanny valley. <laughs> yeah. The uncanny yeah, divide yeah. sounds like something that they were fi- like making up during Manifest Destiny. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called the Grand Canyon. The uncanny divide. Um, but yeah, like I don't need to get into the uncanny valley. I just need, you know, I, I don't know the, the, the models themselves are so comical that it makes it where I feel like I can't take, uh, I'm not going to like looking at it. Yeah. There is a middle ground there. I was going to disagree with you a little bit in that. I also feel gameplay is the most important thing. However, the visuals are the thing that's going to get you in the door. Yeah. If everybody who is an AEW fan is also a hardcore gamer, then there's no issue because they don't, they're not going to care as much what it looks like as long as it plays well. However, I don't know that most people, for most people, that is the case. And those first images that you see, one thing that, that the 2K WWE stuff has done well is a lot. most of the wrestlers look like the wrestlers. Right. And the ones that don't stand out, but the ones that do, you go, oh, this looks, am- this looks amazing. Then if it doesn't play well, that's where the disappointment comes. And that's been sort of the problem with, with the WWE 2K. I don't think I played the last two versions because the one I played before it was so was so unenjoyable from a playing standpoint. The well, last, the last one, one, the last one was fundamentally broken. It was so yeah, bad. It like it was, have been yeah. released. It, it, because I think that like there was a thing that happened where they like, um, I think they switched developers and those poor developers had like a very, very tight deadline to put that game together and yeah. send it out. And that's why I think like um, they even had, they did that one that came out recently uh, that was very stylized and like had super finishing moves and you fought in like a swamp and stuff. Uh, wow. Which I like the style of it a lot. Not great gameplay, though. Kind of the opposite of what we're talking about here with, like, a very appealing look that was very different. But I don't think that they quite hit on what they were supposed to be doing. So, fields wide open, AEW. Don't screw this up. Come on. For sure. But there's also, you know, WWE, the 2K series, they're trying to do the realistic simulation. That's what their, yeah. that's what their bag is. AEW wants to go the other direction. They want to get into the arcade-style games. Like we said, Fire uh, Virtual Fighter Pro. Um, I'm sure Fire Pro is, is in there as well. Yeah. The early Smackdowns, No Mercy in particular. I'm not against that. I think part of the reason why the reason why a lot of those games felt arcadey initially is because that was the limit of the technology at that time. You couldn't create the ability to really chain wrestle particularly well. You know, you couldn't get into the more realistic territory. And as time has gone by now, especially with these next generation or current generation now consoles, the the processing abilities through the roof. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is a lot more. There's a wider menu to choose from. Do you think, Danielle, that a more narrowly scoped game that is that lives in the same universe as these more complex games that have come out, whether they've been hits or misses, that's sort of what people have become accustomed to do you think it has a chance to succeed in the current sort of gaming ecosystem 
I think it does. Um, and I think that with look, the thing with AEW fans, they are hardcore. Like, mm-hmm. like big true believer, true believer. No, um, that's Justin Bieber. We, true believers. We won't take that from him. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> Y'all just witnessed a combination of both Stanley and then Stanley doing Justin Bieber lyrics. There is no replacement for Hal Loveland. Um, <laughs> there, there, there simply is not. Um, but yeah, no, like I, AEW fans are hardcore. They're going to go out. They're going to buy this. They're going to ask for it if they're, you know, people that have to ask for it. And that is, um, I, I so it, I think it's going to do great. I, is this going to be one of those ones where people outside of the hardcore get into it? Like they're, and I don't mean hardcore gamers, I mean their fans. I don't know. But I also don't know how many, you know, people are playing WWE without being super into wrestling. I know that some people do just because like they like the game and they like the gameplay. But I don't know how many people um, that don't watch wrestling do that anyway. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the numbers on this wind up being. Um right. You know, and I assume like anything else, there's going to be stuff that like I want to hear what the full roster is because I don't think they've announced it all yet, have they? No, no, a lot. They've just said there's going to be create a wrestler, career mode, the GM mode. They're saving for a mobile experience. So, ooh, a mobile experience. What yeah, does that yeah. mean? I mean, you have to sit and play fantasy wrestling on your phone. Okay. Which is basically what GM mode is. I hope it's like Pokemon Go, where you like have to capture the wrestlers in the wild, and then like they're part of your roster after you've gotten them. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't get GM mode in wrestling as much. It doesn't make as much sense to me. I, I'm a huge uh, NBA 2K player. Have been for the last four or five versions, mm. and then long before that, any basketball game I played as much as as possible. That in that. Especially now, the GM mode makes a little more sense, even though it is less fun. Because mm-hmm. I like for me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go fix the Sixers before Daryl Morey was hired and actually did <laughs> fix the Sixers. <laughs> but uh, also, just to draw, and maybe this isn't a perfect parallel either. I love NBA 2K21. I love how much control I have. I love how realistic it looks. There, there's also a lot of crazy circusy stuff that's worked into it that feels arcadey. Right. With this next generation version, which I think is a nice marriage of of what they had and. PS5 and PS4. I also love NBA Jam. I remember playing right. the original NBA Jam for the first time in Paris in 1993, and they had Shaq, and it was before he had debuted, but he was in the machine on on the Magic. I think it was him and, and Scott Skiles. I think that was the pair for for the Orlando Magic. That and is that such a specific fun. memory. Just because I, I just remember saying, I was like, what is this machine? And why, why as a as a sixteen or fifteen year old in Paris, am I more interested in playing an arcade game than anything else? Guess I'm just built different. <laughs> but I enjoy NBA Jam, but I wouldn't want to play NBA Jam with with Joel Embiid because he can do so many more things than just run down the court, shoot a three, and dunk. Right. That you would kind of miss out on. I like that arcadey experience, but it also feels to me like that's something I revisit and go back to. And kind of enjoy in a retro way. I don't want to see it with today's players as much. But maybe that's something that 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 may be just specific to me. Right. So I hope that they're able to blend those two things. I think Kenny Omega knows enough about games to know what he wants to do. Yes. We don't know what what will turn out of that. A lot of times, from a, a product development standpoint, 
you will go in and communicate five things that you want, and then five things will be developed. And because the language and the understanding of, of what was asked gets a little different, you don't get exactly what you asked for. And sometimes those things can turn out bad. And that's nobody's fault but the communication right. gap that exists between between programmers and creatives. Right. It could be so, a Tesla. It could be the Homer. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't know what it's, it's going to wind up being. So many horns. <laughs> so many horns. Do you think that they'll have the women's roster in the game? I know it's too early to tell. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Hal. Well, actually, uh, Ikarashita is in that little trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have the women's roster in that. I'm hoping that they pull some of the women from Dark. Um, hey, it'll be some of the longest women's matches oh. that you'll get. Oh, what? What did you think? You'll only get two women in the console game, and then if you want to play the rest, you have to go play their streaming game. <laughs> That's what the mobile experience is. And then they'll flash on the bottom of the video game all the characters you can't play as because it's in the other. Oh, you don't play, uh, you don't play AEW the game, the dark AEW dark <laughs> the game dark. You don't play that on Steam. That's where all the women are. Oh, there are great matches you could have there too. <laughs> So uh, yeah, do this other thing. I think it'll be you know you'll get to I I'm 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 assuming they'll have at least six women on there, right? Who who do you who do you put on there? Big Swole. Big Swole. Yes, Big Swole for sure. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Nyla. Mm-hmm. Nyla. Nyla. Nyla Rose. Definitely to dominate. Yeah. Ty Conti. Mm-hmm. Um. Anna Anna J from the Dark Order, right? Yeah, I mean, I assume the Dark Order is going to be on there, right? Bunny, or, wouldn't Rio be on there? on there? Wouldn't who? Rio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like everybody who wasn't a champion at some point will probably make the cut. Yeah, Bunny should definitely be on there. And then, um, uh, I can't remember her name. I cannot remember her name. Kip Sabian, Kip Sabian's partner. I got nothing. The one. Let's cut. You this. got Miro, <laughs> and then the British guy, and then. His partner, she's wrestled as well. Oh, Penelope Ford. Is that who you're thinking yes, of? Yes, Penelope Ford. Okay. Yeah. Why cut it out? Who knows? If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tyson Fights. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Uh, Danielle, what do you want to put over? Okay, I'm I'm torn on how to do this, so I'm just going to say it, and I'm not going (laughs) to spoil it. 
There is something called the Busset Challenge um, that has been going around. And uh, the Busset Challenge starts with um, starts with someone, usually a woman, um, to the, the Nellies, that part where he says, I think my butt getting big in that one song we all liked. Remember when we all liked that song? It was a long time ago. And like looking at herself in the mirror, looking at her butt, and then dipping down low, and then a busset comes on and she's looking hot as crap and her butt's out. And it's a great challenge uh, for anybody who's seen it. So Dakota Kai did a busset challenge that was probably the best out of everyone's. And so here it goes. What you think you were gonna see, huh? What you think you're gonna see? Well, guess what you're gonna see? You're gonna see Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery with Malcolm Bivens. Come on, we're gonna watch it together. Come on, come on. Yes, that is Malcolm Bivens interrupting the butt part of the Busset Challenge um, to remind all of us that uh, there was a Scooby-Doo WrestleMania movie. Um, it's amazing. It is the funniest thing. I've watched it 10 times. So go find that on Dakota Kai's account. Oh, perfection. Julian, do you want to put something over since there are only two of us? So actually, like all this talk about video games, it made me think about uh, what my favorite wrestling video games uh, were growing up. And honestly, like I don't uh, for those of you that were um, that were modders or if you just want to, you know, go watch some YouTube videos. Link, get off me. Sorry, my dog's attacking me. Um, <laughs> uh, if you guys just want to go c- catch some clips of it, uh, one of my favorite ones was actually the uh, uh, the Day of Reckoning series, which came out on the GameCube exclusively. Like, as back in the day, I think that they did, like, PlayStation and Xbox had, like, their own, uh, like, got, like, SmackDown versus Raw. And so they developed their, uh, like, uh, a game that was specifically for the GameCube because it had different processing power. And it actually came out really, really cool. They're really good games because what they did well was that they were kind of like more um, slightly different strategies that were involved in fighting games because you could actually be like, I'm going to attack this guy's legs because I know that my character uh, has this submission move or I'm going to attack his head because I know it'll knock him out when I do this finisher. Basically my ideal version of a wrestling game. So if you ever want to like see what I'd love to see AEW emulate, go watch uh, WWE Day of Reckoning on YouTube or uh, I'm sure you could probably... Uh, get it from any number of like modding sites if you just feel like playing it that way on your PC. There you go. And I'm going to put over Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for her new segment, The Waiting Room on AEW, <laughs> which was delightful chaos and, and reminded me of the Piper's Pit and the barbershop of old. And here's a clip from it. Thank you so much, Reba, and thank you to everybody at home. We are thrilled to be here on our AEW Dynamite debut of The Waiting Room. And let's start things off huge with 2021. Everybody, check under your seats. You've got a huge surprise for me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. It never gets old. I'm sorry. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can follow on Instagram, on Twitter, and now on TikTok. Burning up the TikToks. Check it out. Look up Hal Lublin on there. Premium content. Premium. Premium content. Danielle? Um, yeah, you can find me on Danielle Radford uh, on Twitter. That's where I put my um, stuff 
Um, yeah, anything I'm doing, you guys can find me on there and I'll, I'll say it. I'm not, I have a TikTok. A couple people have followed me on it, but I'm like not doing anything on there until I figure out how to do it so that people can't see the inside of my beautiful apartment. Yay. Um, also, uh, Kelp's not here, but she has books, so go look them up and buy them. That's right. Our producer, Julian Burrell, thanks the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Los Angeles Lakers for being the champ, champ, champs on the field whose fans gather, gather, gather without masks, masks, masks after they win, win, win. Come on, people. Be super, smarter. super, super spreader event. Be smarter. Just drink a beer inside your house. It's fine. I did that, too. It was fun. God. Roll COVID, you criminals. <laughs> Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those, they're in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Why not buy our t-shirt and give yourself new year, new you, new t-shirt, same podcast. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it. Wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported